What you doing Saturday, August 24th? Going to be anywhere near Lexington, Kentucky? If so, I hope you can join me along with the crew at the podcast Hillbilly Horror Stories, Jerry and Tracy, for their birthday show. We're going to do live podcast at Columbia Steakhouse in Lexington, Kentucky, starting at 7 o'clock that night. It'll be an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online live, along with Hillbilly Horror Stories as we celebrate the birth of their podcast. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating. They've been around now for quite a while, so congratulations to them. Tickets are only $15, and they are very limited. If you want in on this, get them before they sell out. Lexington, Kentucky, Saturday, August 24th, Columbia Steakhouse. If you want those tickets, go to Real Ghost Stories online. Click on tour dates, and you'll find the link there to get your tickets for August 24th. Lexington, Kentucky, Hillbilly Horror Stories, along with Real Ghost Stories online. Columbia Steakhouse, Lexington, Kentucky. We will see you there. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a home that should have been a safe escape from an abusive relationship only makes things worse. What do you do when you discover it's not the dogs making the noises at night? And what does the dark figure who kneels and stares at the woman late at night actually want? Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is at 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the program, become a supporter, an extra podcast person, as we call them, EPPs. That's what we refer to them as. You go over to uh, ghostpodcast.com. You can sign up there. Or through patreon.com slash Stories. Same bonus content, both places, whatever platform you prefer. Get all the uh, bonus episodes every single week, access to like 250-some that are already out there, as well as advanced episodes of the show, commercial-free. You like the show? No one ads? That's the way to get it. Five bucks a month. Uh, and all sorts of other extra cool stuff, ticket sales in advance, for everyone, uh, in advance of everyone else. It's all there when you become an EPP. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Uh, you also will be happy to know it helps put kibble in the bowls of the puppies that are sitting at my feet right now. And uh, <laughs> they do enjoy eating. So uh, if you like feeding puppies, then become an extra podcast person. Okay. This is where you're supposed to break in. Not saying, okay, you're supposed to go in the arms. No, I'm not singing that. <laughs> I hate that commercial. And I could continue to narrate no. between every couple of bars of music. No. So if you like puppies, consider becoming an APP. Go. No. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. What about a different song? No, like, I'm um, not going to sing. Building a mystery. That doesn't go. Uh-uh. That does not really work for saving puppies. Um, Don't. Just let it go. <laughs> There's another one on right now, but it's not that one anymore. It's some other song, and I forgot what it's even for. I was like, oh, it's not even for like what it was. It's a different animal thing. Oh. I, do you know what I'm talking no, about? No. Yes, you do. I don't. <laughs> you're just like, nope, not going to say it. I really you're don't. You're going to break into like, I don't know. Maybe it's Gloria Estefan or something. Yeah. Estefan or Estefan? I don't know. I don't, 
I never, I kind of said it both ways when I was on here. I don't think I've ever had to say her name out loud, honestly. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You never were like, Gloria Estefan. One, two, three, four. No. That's how it starts. Five, six, seven times. And then, and you get to talk up the ramp a little bit. You hit it. So it does a one, two, three, four. And then you get like eight, nine seconds of talk. And then boom. You're no longer allowed to have coffee before we do the show. <laughs> what? I'm just reliving the joys of yeah. entering Glory Estefan on adult contemporary radio. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. If you'd like, I could even find a glory. I could play it and we could, I could show you what it's like. We could see you could hit the post better. That means when you talk up to the lyrics. I know that you're going to win that. This is the shit that radio people enjoy. And I'm not the rest, a true radio person. <laughs> the rest of the world's like, huh? I'm not going to be able to hit the post. No, I, I understand. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. It's like it's a weird thing that we enjoy. It's weird. I have dreams about doing it. I, I'm yeah. not even kidding. I have dreams I'm in a radio station playing music and I'm just so satisfied when I'm talking up the intro of a song and it's just like, oh, it's perfect. Great. Okay. The, the listener's like, shut up! Let me hear the song. So, anyway. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first story. It says, so I moved into a house with my mom after I got out of an abusive relationship and tried to get back on my feet. Everything was going well. I had high anxiety, but that was normal for me. So I went to a doctor. I was able to get some medicine for it. Right before I was able to get a job, I was taking a nap on the couch while I was watching TV. And my mom had Chinese bells at the door made to make sure spirits couldn't get into the house because she practiced some witch stuff. Went off as if someone was coming into the house and I knew the door was locked. So I figured my mom was coming home from work for lunch while I was lying there. I tried to get up, but I felt so tired and couldn't move. I thought, oh, I must be really tired. And it's just my mom. I'll go back to sleep and... I see a black figure. I assume it's my mother walk by going to her bedroom and I go back to sleep. I wake up and call for my mom and nothing. I text her and asked her if she can come home for lunch and she said no. Got a little scared but thought, oh, it was just a dream and shook it off. I got a job and it was in the afternoon but I was doing well. Started getting a really bad nightmare and they were getting pretty frequent and I still didn't think much of it. I just thought it was a phase and it would go away. My mom later goes to uh, uh, goes to a job out of state, and she moved away when I was the only person living in the house. I suffered from depression, so a lot of this, I thought, was just my depression. I also had problems with substance abuse, and it was making things worse. But I kept thinking, I don't know why this is happening. I've never had any problems before, and even when I'd go for periods without using any drugs whatsoever, even my anxiety medicine, I'd still have these nightmares. Things started to get worse. I had a couple people over. I didn't like to be alone. And while we were sleeping, I felt him twitching in his sleep. I thought he was having a nightmare. And I woke up my guest and he said, thanks for waking me up. I had sleep paralysis. I was like, what's that? And he said, I'm awake, but I came to, uh, I can't move. So the whole time while I'm having these nightmares and waking up feeling held down, I didn't know what to do. I thought I was just dreaming. It had a name started to get worse. I had nightmares and sleep paralysis on a regular. I'd wake up and see black figures more and more to the point they would start turning into strangers. The way I dealt with it is I just tried to go back to sleep knowing nobody is there. This isn't real. 
Now, before I get any further, I'm going to say I have a cat, but he's indoor, outdoor, and always came when I called. I loved him. That being said, I started to hear silverware and things moving in the kitchen and doors opening like someone was getting into the house every time I'd go through the double door and check everything and realize it was nothing and go back to bed with my cat. I was very skeptical. I thought, oh, maybe it's rats. So I'd look for a rat dropping to see if anything was moved at all. And sometimes when I checked, there would be nothing in the sink at all. I had no clue what was happening. Started to feel crazy. So I got to the point that if I heard anything, I'd ignore it. Then I started to hear voices. This only happened twice. I'd hear faint whispering from the closet. The first time it said my name. So I turned the TV off and I said, hello, and nothing. I just ignored it, thinking I'm hearing things. Then second, the second time, I couldn't really hear what was being said, so I ignored it again. But I know it happened, because that time I looked at the side effects of my medication, and it said auditory hallucinations. And I thought, okay, oh well, that makes sense for the first time. But the second time, it wasn't on them. So I don't know if it's real or not. I was feeling very crazy. Now, while all this is passing, my sleep paralysis is getting worse. My nightmares are getting more intense, and I'm waking up in sleep paralysis, and there's an intruder in my room trying to go after me, and I can't move, and I'm just trying to scream for help, but I can't. It escalated to the point where these intruders were on top of me. I just kept dealing with it because I'm not hurt. I haven't seen anything while I was truly awake, so it must be a dream, right? Time goes by. My sister and her boyfriend are going to move into the house. They come to start moving stuff in, and I have to go to sleep early. So I go into the room, close the door, make sure there are no animals to disturb me, go to bed and turn on the TV and relax. Now, before I can even fall asleep, about 20 minutes after laying down, I feel something on the bed. It wasn't heavy. It was light like a cat, but there are no animals in my room. I feel it crawl up the bed between my legs and to my ear, and I hear an airy noise, almost cat-like. But it was very deep and slower. It was frozen. I was scared. After I calmed down, I get up and turn on the light, walk around the room to make sure I was alone and nothing. I even checked to see if the AC kicked on, but it's right next to my window. I would have heard it. I laid back down, calmed down, tried to go back to bed. Then it happened again. Crawls up the side of my body to my other ear, and it's the same sound. Deep, slow purr. At that point, I turned on the TV because I was too worried it would happen again. I was finally able to fall asleep after calming down and I started having nightmares. Nightmare after nightmare, just continuous loop of me waking up in my bed. The room would be blood red. I'd get up to walk and lock the door. And the nightmare would start things all over. Things would be flying across the house. Just kept thinking, so I have to get my sister out of here. We have to run. Kept happening over and over, just waking up in my bed. After more times than I could, I woke up. I'm not even sure if I'm really awake, but my room is black, not red. So I'm like, this one is real. And I hear this yelling near my right ear, and I don't know what it is, but it's not English nor human. It's distorted yelling, very angry. So I look over and nothing is there, but it sounds like it's right in front of my face. But I keep thinking I'm dreaming. So I look around and everything is exactly how I left it. And eventually the screaming stops. I'm in awe and I'm terrified. I've never had it yell at me before sounded so angry like it was mad at me it took me a long time to calm down after that and it i was finally able to go back to sleep next day i tried to talk to my sister because i was scared not only for me but for her she started yelling at me telling me telling me that i'm crazy and i'm on drugs again even though i wasn't and i wasn't going to scare her boyfriend after that i left and never went back i've never had sleep paralysis before or after i lived in that house i don't have nightmares and i'm still on the same medication 
I honestly think that spirit was angry with me that I let my sister move in. You know, it, it's pretty common for if you're going to have a paranormal experience for it to have an uptick during times of depression. And I'm wondering if there was something already in that house, knowing that she was kind of not in the best spot, that it just decided to prey on her. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would imagine that once getting away from that house, things have gotten better. Um, She might have still had the same experience there without being in not a great place, but I think it was probably worse than it would have been being there, not being... um, you know, completely settled with with where things were. The most interesting point of that story is the fact that suddenly all of this changed when she changed her setting. Mm -hmm. And suddenly everything calmed down and stopped. Literally just came to a stop. Because I think a lot of people could be hearing that story going, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the side effects of the drugs or it's withdrawal or it's this or that. And trying to to rationalize and that that's fine to try and rationalize and look for a logical explanation to some of this stuff but what is the explanation when suddenly the setting is simply the only thing that has changed and all of these forces for lack of a better term seem to cease yeah that's what makes you go i think there might have been more to it mm-hmm. where some of the experiences in the, she even recognized likely to do with the drugs side effects of them but even when she wasn't taking them when things were were you know, they shouldn't have been having these sort of side effects. She was having those effects. And we've heard many stories where, like you were saying, these things seem to prey on people who are going through a very rough time. And and it seemed to be no matter what was going on, it was not going to give her a break. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that experience with us and feeling it a safe place to, uh, to do so. Our phone number is 855 855- Wrong microphone. Phone number is 855-853-4802 to share your real ghost story with us. Of course, you can write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's go to our next letter. It says, hi, I'm Stephanie from Denton, Texas. I've been attracted to the paranormal since birth, pretty much. I'm not sure why, considering I've never experienced anything for myself until about two weeks ago. I have people I trust tell me their stories, so I suppose that's why I believe in it so much, because I don't believe they would lie to me. Getting into my experience, one day I was putting my daughter's laundry on hangers, then lying them on her bed. I stepped forward towards her bed so that one foot ended up under the bed where I felt a furry paw underneath my foot. If I pulled away quickly as pets do when you touch their feet. I felt the fur and the nails and said, sorry, Dexter, to my dog, thinking it was him under there. But then when he heard his name, he entered the room. I was incoming from the kitchen. Immediately, I looked under the bed to find nothing there. I thought it was weird, but it didn't scare me. About a week later, when we heard moving out in our house into the apartment, we left our dog Dexter at the old house while we made trips back and forth with our stuff. This made him very nervous as he seemed to know we were leaving home. He came to know. He would whimper a lot and whine like a puppy for a while while we moved back and forth from the house to the car. He kept getting under our feet, so at times when we were moving large furniture, I'd close him off in another room so he wouldn't get stepped on. Of course, this gave him more reason to whimper and cry. After the third trip, I got his food and his bed, and we moved him to the new place. After getting him settled in the new place, I went back to the old house to get more boxes after a while. I began to hear the whimpering again and didn't think much of it until I remembered Dexter was not with me here. 
I didn't feel scared. The sound was just as clear as to when Dexter was with me, and it happened a few times. After a couple days, I didn't hear it anymore. My family has speculated it could have been our dog, Phoebe, that died as a puppy while we lived there. Maybe she felt this leaving and decided to speak up. We've never had anything like that happen before, and she had died about three years prior. It was very strange, and I even felt like I should have told her everything was okay and to go on. But you never know. Could be something else acknowledging it. It could stir things up. I don't know. But it was definitely strange and unexpected. What do you think? I think I would have freaked out had I felt a paw that didn't belong to one of my pets under a bed. I don't know that I would have been as calm Mm -mm. as uh, she was. I think I would have been a little bit, uh, yeah, Yeah. freaking out. I would have definitely been freaking out. That's a creepy... uh, a creepy story of oh that's 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 just a paw i don't know <laughs> paw one of the animals drug in from the outside Ew. that'd be creepy yeah it's always kind of fun when you find the random things that they bring in from the house mm-hmm. be really creepy if they happen to just bring in a whole paw that's gross yes <laughs> which is feasible just you know it could be a raccoon that got eaten by something and there's just a paw in the front yard uh-huh. and it's a new toy <laughs> yeah. what if he really loved the paw would you let him keep it no <laughs> It's decaying and nasty. Is there something you could put on it? Is, could you put like some rust-oleum, like a clear acrylic to... to? That doesn't stop flesh from rotting, so no. You speak of this as if you've tried. No, I've not tried this because <laughs> everybody in the world knows that that's not how it works. Really? It doesn't say it on the bottle. It doesn't say this doesn't stop flesh from rotting. You should call Lowe's and ask them that specific question and see what happens. Okay. Stand by. You want me to? No. <laughs> I will do it. I, I will do it do right it. on the air right now. I know you'll do it. Let's, uh, hang on one second. People, there's half the audience going, yes, Tony, do it, do it, do it. Uh-huh. There's another half that are going, oh, God. I've got to find a phone number. Let's not call, let's just call like a generic hardware store somewhere. All right, stand by. I turned the spooky music off. I can help you. Got a question for you. I uh, I got a a dog here, and he he loves you know his treats and his stuff. And he he happened to bring in a. Uh, it's going to sound kind of odd, uh, but I'm inquiring about a product here to help preserve this item. He brought in a raccoon paw the other day, and he just he loves it. He loves playing with it. He he licks it. it it's kind of like, it's almost like my daughter. I remember when she had a dolly and just loved it, <laughs> loved it to death. And I'm wondering if, uh, if I, if there's like a, something I could, cause I know it's, it's going to go bad. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a paw from a creature. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe like some of the, the spray that I've done on my grill, like an acrylic, a rust-oleum or something. Is there anything I could do to spray on that that uh, that paw, uh, that dismembered paw to, to keep it uh, from going bad? Uh, hang on. I'm back in small engines. Let me get you up to hardware to see if we have maybe have a chemical that can do that for you or okay. some kind of treatment. Right. Yeah, hang on one sec. It's nuts that they're taking you seriously. Thank you for holding. This is hardware. Can I help you? Is there something like that I could put on this paw to make it make it last a little bit longer? But it's a real piece of an animal. Yeah, it's it's a paw. I mean, there's a couple. Like, it's missing one claw, 
but but the other ones are there. I don't know if he got it or if whatever ate the raccoon, the rest of his uh, body uh, got it. But yeah, it's a real it's a real raccoon, uh, you know, piece. Right. You can't put any kind of rustoleum on it. That would like if the dog ate it, it would be it would get sick. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Even if it licked it, it would Yeah, be, the, the rust-oleum would poison the dog. Yeah, I don't right. want... Right. It would... Any kind of chemical would yeah. poison the dog. What... Is there anything you think I could do to make it last a little bit longer? Like bronzing it or... I don't even know. Is there any bronzing kits there at the store? No, okay. I don't have anything like that. Uh, all right. we, we had a cat several years ago, Snuckles, and... You know, we just love that cat. Just, you know, it would purr. And we bronze that at home after it passed. It's on the mantle now. And uh-huh. I, I, I know I, it was a, it was one of those DIY things. The thing my wife got off of QVC, uh, it was one of those, you know, late night specials. I don't know. Maybe they had it there at the hardware store. But uh, all right. No. So you're telling me no luck? No, no I'm not going to have anything here. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. You're welcome. Thank all right. you. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> this is what I used to do on the radio every day. Yeah. <laughs> I had to just tune out and look at Pinterest because I didn't want to laugh during the call. Yeah, I, I, I glanced over at you once and you were kind of like, you had a smile and I had to look the other way because that's, that's what ruins it for me is if other people are enjoying uh, it. Enjoying it. Sorry. Oh, there you go. There you go. We can't bronze uh if they do DIY bronze kits at the hardware store. Now we know. God. <laughs> uh, back to ghost stories. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. We won't make prank calls a normal part of the show. But. I know you would enjoy doing that. <laughs> I've looked into it a little bit of mm-hmm. doing a show just doing that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, but it's... Uh, Okay. Every now and then, just a little, a little thing like that it suffices <laughs> me. It's just like, all right, good, I'm happy. Uh, let's go to our next letter. Uh, it says, since I was small, I've encountered different awkward situations that have no apparent explanation. For instance, I remember on one occasion where I was five years of age, I used to live in a two-room apartment with my family and my grandfather. At the time, my father used to work early in the mornings, and my mother would wake up to prepare lunch. In one occasion, my father had to do work even earlier than usual, so he woke up at around three in the morning. Morning. I still remember my mother was in the kitchen when I woke up to the noise she was doing with the frying pan of the dishes she was using to prepare my father's lunch with. When I woke up, walked to the kitchen, my mother immediately spotted me and asked me what I was doing. It was too early for me and told me to go back to bed. I told her I didn't want to and I wanted to help out. She smiled at me and said, okay. Yet she later said that I couldn't help because I had no shoes on just to sit down on the carpet. So I sat and waited. I just stared at my mother as I was talking to my mother and asking her questions on what she was doing because it smelled good and I was getting hungry. I had the sudden feeling that someone was looking at me while I was sitting there on the carpet close to the kitchen entrance. I turned my head to the living room and everything was pitch black. This rush of cold air ran through my body and I decided just to shake it off. I turned back to see my mother and she was almost done and I was glad. Then all of a sudden, I felt that same feeling as if someone was looking at me. 
I turned my head to see again and saw nothing. Everything was dark. Then with the moonlight, I managed to catch a glimpse of something standing by the doorway to the hall that leads to the rooms in the bathroom. I was little, but I knew that wasn't normal. I just saw a shadow. No face, no color, just a black shadow. Now as I'm writing this, I still can see him clearly. It was the shape of a tall man. I could even distinguish the detail in his clothing, yet nothing had color. Everything was black. I rubbed my eyes to make sure I wasn't dreaming or just seeing stuff, yet when I opened them again, he was still there. I just stood there in shock, trying to figure out who he was. I mean, I assumed it was my father, yet I discontinued the idea for the reason that my dad was chunkier than this man. This figure standing in front of me was tall and slender. He seemed to have on some jeans and a t-shirt. As I was looking at him, my mother noticed me looking at something. She then asked me, What are you doing, honey? I just stood there noticing this figure kneeling down to reach my height, yet he was still on the opposite side of me. I then responded to my mother, There was this man in the hallway. She was still putting the finishing touches on my father's lunch. She didn't pay much attention. That dark figure was there, kneeling and staring straight at me. As I stood there looking at him, he started motioning to me to go to him. He stretched his right arm with his finger singling, signaling me to go to, to him. At this moment, I was somewhat afraid. It seemed that he was smiling. I couldn't really tell for... I couldn't really tell very much because he was so dark, but I had this feeling that he was. I didn't move. I just shouted back to my mother that this guy was telling me to go to him, that he was scaring me now. By this time, my mother said, Who is staring at you, honey? But I turned around to tell my mother and tell her that in the hallway, someone was there. Must have been one minute, or, one minute or less. I looked back at the doorway and no one was there. My mother also looked at the same time and she was like, look, there's nothing there. She then turned the lights on, went to see who was there. She assumed it was my older brother trying to play tricks on me. She went to the room. My father was finishing getting dressed and she asked him if he was in the hallway and he told us that he wasn't. He was changing. And then she asked if my brother had left the room. Yet unaware of the situation, my dad responded with, my brother had been sleeping the whole time. My mother seemed to have a worried face and then went to my grandfather's door to see if by any chance it was him. His door was locked. And if he had come out, we would have all heard the door. See, my mother didn't have any reason for what had just happened and told me to cuddle in her bed with her and go to sleep. After that, everything was forgotten. But ever since that day, I have seen more shadows and heard more noises. I'm now 24, and until this day, I usually don't tell anyone what I see or hear because they just brush me off saying, there you go again with your ghost. It makes you wonder if something changed about the time the story took place to where all of a sudden he started seeing ghosts and shadow people when he wasn't before. Like a switch had been flipped almost of some sort? Yeah. That's that, that's an interesting one because quite often we hear stories of, of kids growing out of seeing ghosts, not growing in mm-hmm. to it. It's almost like the opposite is happening. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting story. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I wonder if the mother knew more about it the way she was trying to deductively figure out what was going on. If maybe she's seen the same sort of thing. It didn't just brush it off as well. You know, whenever you see things. Yeah. You know, or, or just trying, you know, to calm his nerves. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of odd that it just kind of happened suddenly. And, and then from then on. It is. It is. Thank you for sharing that one with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. 
855-853-4802, the phone number. Let's go to another caller. Hi. Hey, Tony. I tried to send another uh, message on a story. Um, my phone keeps shutting off, so I do apologize. Um, my name is uh, James. I live in Bakersfield, California. Um, the story that I want to tell you is about, you, you know, from you know, from the time I got married on and then, um, me and my wife, we have kids. Um, but before I met my wife, my wife worked at a funeral home. My wife worked there for a long time and my wife's always had problems with, um, you know, ghostly activity. Um, so when I met her, we got married everywhere we moved to, Something's followed our family. Um, something's tormented our kids. Um, would torment my wife when I was at work or working out of town. Um, but everywhere we go, no matter where we're at, if I'm at work, if my wife's at work, wherever we're at, we have this figure that follows us. We always feel like that there's eyes watching us. Um, this had been... I don't know, about four or five years ago, um, my wife was home alone. I was working out of town. Um, I worked as a heavy equipment operator, and um, I get a call from my wife. My wife is crying. So I had asked her what was going on. Well, she starts to tell me that when she was laying in bed, she felt something come over to the bed sit on the bed and she said she could feel the indention and something had put their hands on her. Um, she looked up, nobody was there. Um, you know, like just weird stuff. One of the houses we lived in, um, I would wake up every morning and you'd have to go through our living room to get in towards our kitchen area. It was really long. And every morning that I would wake up to go to work, all of our chairs, all of the doors would be open in our cabinets, and they'd be stacked up together. Um, a lot of stuff that's happened to us. Um, I remember coming home from working out of town, and my wife's asleep on the couch, and we have a really long hallway, and um, I get about halfway down the hallway, and I see this figure, and this figure is standing there, and this figure comes right up to me and gets probably within inches from me, right up in my face, and it's turning its head sideways and around looking at me. Um, I get spooked, and I run out, and I go and hop on the couch next to my wife. Um, through the years, um, you know, when we'd be at the hospital, we just had, you know, one of our daughters, the family would be up there taking pictures. Well, when we got the pictures printed out right next to my daughter, I think it was Carly at the time, uh, my cousin was holding baby. Well, in that photo, you see this black figure that is standing right next to my cousin and the baby. And a lot of our photos, we have that. Um, this past this past house that we moved out of, 
Um, the house is over 100 years old. The house is haunted. Um, and whatever's following us was there in the home, too. So um, I was asleep. My wife had to get up early in the morning for work. And my wife wakes me up frantic. My daughters that night had friends staying over, so they're all in their room, and we have this long hallway. So my wife wakes me up and tells me that she sees a little girl that looks just like my daughter Autumn walk, came out of their room, walk down the hallway into the dining room and disappears. My wife goes over to see who's there to, to see if one, maybe one of the girls had gotten up. Um, they're all asleep. Um, the house, that house, there's a basement area. Um, you'd have to walk down the basement area or down the steps to get to the basement area. And it's like an extra room. I had it as my, uh, my music room and game room. Um, so I go to step. I was off that day and I go to step out on the steps. Something come behind me and pushed me and I tumbled. This happened to me a couple of times, tumbled all the way down to the bottom, hurt myself from something pushing me. Um, there'll be nights I'll be sleeping in my bed and I have to cover my feet because something pulls my toes or I'll pull a, pull the blanket. Um, you know, we hear footsteps. We hear knocking on the walls. We've heard knocking on the doors. Um, you know, and we always have that presence of something watching us. No matter where we go, something is watching us. I'm driving home from work and I have like something is watching me. Um, you might think I'm crazy, but this is, this is how I've been married to my wife. We're going, we're going on 14 years and this has happened my whole marriage. Um, no matter where we go, if we stay in a hotel, it happens. Um, if we're at a family's house, it's like that presence is with us. Um, and we get the feeling it's not a good present, you know. Um, it's to the point to where my kids won't even sleep in their room. They have to come in there and sleep next to us or be, you know, in the same area that we're at. So, um, you know, I, I, I got more to tell. Um, if you want to give me a call, my number is area code six. There we go. We don't do phone numbers. There we go. It's always more fun when they call in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you make of that? I unfortunately think the wife um, has something attached to her. I don't know that it's something different everywhere they go. I think it might be the same thing. Mm-hmm. As to what it is or why it's there, I don't know. No. It's, 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 it's truly creepy when you have something like that that seems, I mean, it seems like it's following them anywhere mm-hmm. that they go. <laughs> How do you, I mean, I don't know if they're really even asking how to get rid of it, if it's just kind of a, a piece of life for them now. This is just kind of what they deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I wouldn't begin to know exactly what they need to do to get rid of it. No.
Thank you for sharing that uh, that story with us here on the program. 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. That's going to wrap up the show for today. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And EPP, ghostpodcast.com is where you go. Or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus episodes of the show uh, and more. Keep us going. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.